You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 27 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton, and on today's episode, Koro-sensei, Koro, from the Soju Talk Nation, joins the show to give his unique perspective on all of the elements that make up K-pop. Um, He gives a great point of view on his history with dance, as well as the visual elements and components that have drawn him in and have kept him here. Um, Kind of a spoiler, but his entry point into K-pop was not twice. As a matter of fact, he had a little bit of conflict, accepting twice in his life initially, but he found his way and we absolutely get in the feels, celebrating Twice's English release, The Feels, in our conversation on the episode. So, um, you know, Koro is a very thoughtful and introspective um, individual, and it's just really cool to be able to talk to, uh, talk to him about Twice in this way and pinpoint some of our favorite things about the group over the years, some of our favorite members, and, you know, kind of the direction that they're going in moving forward. Coming up, my chat with Koro on The Soju Sessions. Soju Sessions this week, uh, a friend on the server, uh, someone who is very much an anime expert and the Dreamcatcher hard carry of the year, we have Koro-sensei. Koro, welcome to the show. What is up? Hey, man. How are you doing, Crispy? It's it's going really well. It's a, it's a Tuesday afternoon. You know, we're just vibing. Um, you know, the main show did come out today, so we had a lot to to go through and uh, digest, but I think it was a really uplifting episode this week. So a lot of really cool things that they discussed and we'll get into some of that this week. But I wanted to have you on because, you know, you've been one of the homies for a minute and uh, you always have like really interesting takes on things. Um, I I would say uh, some of your itsy takes have been, (laughs) to me, I appreciate them. I can see how other people could be like, what is he talking about? But I appreciate them. Um, and then also like Dreamcatcher, just like constantly being in the conversation is something I, uh, I, I couldn't be happier with, honestly. Mm-hmm. Try to keep them relevant if possible. Yeah, man. And then they, they do need some love. I do think that they are a group that's definitely slept on in a lot of ways. Um, very different in the, the style of music they do compared to uh, a lot of other groups right now. So you know, definitely check them out if you haven't. But I wanted to get you on the show to learn more about you and get your origin story with K-pop and, you know, fandom and people. So take us from the beginning. How did it all start? Um, how did you get introduced to K-pop? And what was it like at the beginning? Oh, I think the obvious one, just knock it out already. A Gangnam Style. Everyone, I think, everyone I think I've seen on this has also mentioned it. I think it's just on everyone's hit list and you can't not and the fact that i'm even dismissing it shows how large that was um but i think the first uh song that like really put k-pop on my radar at least like as a 
as I'm starting to get older was a mic drop in late 2017. Um, like, I can't remember exactly who told it to me, but I just like knew, cause I think my whole life I've just been really into dancing as like an art form. I wouldn't say I'm like a dancing expert or anything, but I just can really appreciate dance in general. Um, having this group in BTS, but all K-pop groups, but this one specifically for this example, um, was getting so big. I think that was like when they were really making that Western push and taking off. And that collab with uh, Steve Aoki. I think there was also the version with Designer. Um, I, I just was fascinated by it. I just couldn't stop watching. I was literally watching the music video like five times a day. I'm not even like, even now, I'm not like a streamer who puts things on loop or anything. I just couldn't stop watching it, honestly. Um, and then I just kept checking out more songs from them, from BTS. Um, I think I checked out maybe DNA, uh, Not Today. Uh, no, distinctly, I didn't, I never heard like Fake Love or uh, Sweat and Tears. Those like big ones. Oh, they're all big ones, but those are like some of their like massive ones. Um, at that point in time, I only really into them for about a week. I don't know why it was so short. Like I checked back on my uh, Spotify like history or whatever from when I added songs to a playlist. And it was really like a week span that I was picking out their songs. And something I don't know what happened at that time. But it just didn't stick really. And that's weird because those are some of my favorite songs from them even till now. Maybe I just got distracted by something and I just completely forgot about K-pop for a long time after that. Like no one put it up to me or anything like that for a while. Then in 2019, the summer of 2019, I think it was June. Um, I think it was June, like mid-June. I had a cousin, like also knew I was into dance and sent me, I've seen it, um, well, I assume you've seen it. The Lisa Supercomputer clip. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember what show it is. It's probably like Idol Room or something. Um, yeah, it was it was Idol Room, that first iteration when they left Weekly Idol. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the clips of Lisa copying all the dances. Um, I think Red Velvet and Twice were part of that list. Yeah. Jeez, man, she's something else. Definitely. That's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. <laughs> and I was like... And funny you mentioned those two groups because in that video it was like Blackpink and then covering a Red Velvet song, covering a Twice song. And those were like three hardcore groups for a long time. And it's just funny that they all happened to be in that video. I think that definitely snowballed from there. Um, after seeing that, I was like, okay, I can't ignore this any longer. Like I have to figure out who this person is like. Or these other girls sitting there cheering her on or whatever they were doing at the time. And I just fell down the rabbit hole and just listened to all their songs, which admittedly wasn't a lot at the time, but um and moved on to the flavor and the, the twice part of it we'll get to I assume later, but um I did find what is love. She covered yeah, what is love and uh, red flavor. 
I did find What Is Love to be a banger, but I was kind of denying that I liked it at the time, which is funny considering how much you might see me go hard for them in uh, the Discord now. That's definitely like where I found myself. And then from then, it's just, I've been into it ever since. Yeah, like your entry point was BTS and a lot of their harder stuff back, I say four or five years ago. And it was still kind of a blend between like hip hop and K pop. Um, and then it's actually pretty cool that you mentioned like dancing because they are definitely known for dancing and like, elevating that as far as the genre. Um, mm. I wanted to follow up a little bit. What was it about dancing um, in your background that drew you into K-pop? Was it that you um, previously had danced as far as like a team or just training throughout your life? Or was it just like the way it's presented so differently as opposed to like Western audiences and, and Western, um, I guess, Western music video and music? I think... Growing up, I did, I was always dancing. I wasn't, I have like severe stage fright. So I would never, there were points in time, like maybe in middle school, I did do like a, a talent show type of thing with like a group of other people. So it couldn't have been just me. Or like I did something else like that, um, some youth group or something. But generally, I would always dance by myself never really like to showcase it um so watching dance has been like a really fun thing for me just seeing other people put themselves out there like that and of course like with the genre go 10 times 20 times harder with it it's like so essential like you can't imagine the genre without it at this point so i think that definitely drew me in because that's not something you get with a lot of american pop more like even hip-hop which i mostly listen to Obviously not hip hop. They they rarely ever dance, but American pop, like you might be back in the day, you get it more. But nowadays, it's like if you see someone dancing in American pop, like I remember I saw Dua Lipa busting some moves a while ago, and I was surprised. Like I actually didn't see it coming. Um, like Ariana Grande, who I like a lot as well, might do a couple moves here and there, but it's not really like a routine in the same way you might see uh, a K-pop group do it. So that definitely drew me in. Yeah, there's definitely a refinement to the craft and attention to detail as far as like K-pop and the different elements of um, uh, performing, right? I mean, do we have singing? Of course, it's music. Um, but like you said, where it differentiates itself is like the visual component from Western music, American music, right? Um, I did want to touch a little bit on, you know, your transition into, you know, girl groups. Um, and you went from like BTS, which is very hard hitting, a lot of dancing, choreography, and then girl groups where you denied yourself twice. Um, what, what, how did that come come about? Like, what was that that inflection point in your life where you said like, okay, I gotta I gotta jump in. I have to like listen to these girls and I have to see what their dancing is all about relative to boy groups. What was that moment for you? Mm. With twice specifically, I actually don't know the moment, which is. Um, something I thought about a lot, like them specifically. It I have a very weird history with them, just because I can't pinpoint anything about it. It just happened so naturally. Maybe was the, was the way I put it. But I think with girl groups in general, something about the choreography, and it, I think it isn't as true today. Maybe with the new groups coming out. I feel like this 
I'm not going to get into the whole this generation, that generation, whatever, but like whatever generation is now putting so much of an emphasis on it, on dance as a form. But I think especially with like the point dance moves um, and, and I wouldn't say Red Velvet really had like, oh, that's not true. They do have some songs that have strong point dance moves, but I think uh, the lines of some of the the girl groups are way more defined in their movements because I think with boy groups they're like most of the groups, especially during that phase where it's like all the dark, shadowy rooms or whatever, it's like we're gonna go hard and then we're gonna go even harder and then even harder. Like they're just trying to move as quickly and as powerfully as possible. I feel like girl groups can do that. Then there's also like, oh we might do something a little more slick here and there or uh, I don't know if I can put it into words really, but definitely a slight difference there yeah there just seems to be a wider variation in the types of experiences you get from girl groups as far as well, what i can relate to right um because i think i do understand like that point where you have the boy group side where it's like this very hard-hitting edgy choreography which a lot of girl groups are doing now but girl groups can also be a little bit softer um yeah. a little more relatable a little bit more in their fields I guess with the way that, <laughs> with uh, with the way that they move and dance and everything. Um, yeah, no, I think the way that you described it was really nice, um, and I think you and Anita definitely are the uh, dance line of the Soju Talk Nation. <laughs> um, I think we need to make that happen eventually. Uh, get you guys in touch and work on some choreography. Um, there's a number of other dancers on the server, so um, calling all of you guys out to perform and do some kind of video because, uh, yeah. We, we, we'll make that happen. Um, <laughs> speaking of Soju Talk and, you know, connecting with people, um, you know, being on the internet our entire lives, you know, trying to find, like, our spaces and connecting with people, K-pop falls into that category of, like, K-pop, anime, video games, movies, cartoons, um, and just things that, you know, you would like to interact with real people with. But sometimes, because they're so niche, um, you need an internet space. And the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord has been that space for so many people, all thanks to um, finding the podcast and then interacting with people online. Um, what was those first days for you as far as like listening to the podcast, and how did you find the Discord? For the, the podcast, I can't remember what episode it was necessarily, but literally the week... I decided to finally dive in when I like I'd seen that Lisa video. I started watching the podcast. I'm a YouTube watcher, so that's why I say watch. But um, literally that same week, I think it's just whenever I get really into something in any of my fandoms, as they may be, like whether it's like movies, like, like comic book movies, or like anime, pop now, obviously, I, like immediately have to go seek out people discussing that thing. Um, it's not, I think for K-pop specifically, it's definitely because I had no one to talk to about it in real life. Um, but even those other things, I do have some friends who are into anime and like everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people do like movies. Um, so I could talk to people about that, but still, I just love consuming a lot of media about those things. Um, but literally that week I was like, I've been K-pop podcast on YouTube. I can't remember if I like had to go through a lot to find them, but once I did find them, I was like, oh, this is the one. 
it's hard to really place a finger on what that is. Like, I was thinking about why did this podcast stick, which is like all the other ones, because there's probably, I don't know, hundreds out there, I assume, as it's like continued to get bigger. Um, and I think the chemistry between the three, like Doug Warren and Anita, is so good, like, it's almost not noticeable. That makes sense. Like, I think something in like movies where you might hear like the acting is so good, you might forget their acting and that kind of thing. It's like, um, I don't even don't know if they would have known this when they started. I don't know if they mentioned that before, but their balance and like what they're interested in as well in the music, um, really fascinated me, and especially coming in knowing absolutely nothing. And their their knowledge of like the background of certain things is really interesting. Um, and then obviously moving on to the Discord, I heard them mention the Discord multiple times, like maybe a few times over like the months I was listening because I immediately became like a regular listener. Like I went back that same week, I went back listened to all the old ones, and then I was like, okay, I'm watching this every week. I think back then it was so Wednesday. I'm just going to keep watching. So the week Feel Special came out, this is only like a few months later. Um, I was so ready to join the Discord. Like, I was chomping at the bit. I, I had so much to say about the song. And I, I didn't even know what I was going to say, but it just like, it meant that much to me at the time. And still now, I was like, I need someone to talk to about it. Um uh, you want to say something? Or? No, no, you're good. Keep going, man. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Um, well, I did want to kind of add on to all of that to say, like, you know, finding a space like this is really special. You know, yes, the pun was there intentionally. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, we do, we do want to connect with people. And I feel like the entry point of music and that common interest and then also just wanting to share that with someone else, um, you know, is a very uh, natural um and familiar human um, experience that we all like to have um and it's really you know i think it's a, it was a really i don't know like meaningful point where at that point in twice we're getting that transition from fancy into their mature stuff but we're also getting a lot of personal turmoil and um a peek into who they were as real people um i think that was the time that mina had taken a hiatus they toured mm. they did a world tour with um, without her and then that song came back and meant a lot to a lot of people and uh, I just think it was really um, I think it's really cool that you're able to connect that and wanting to connect with other people um, during that moment um, and you, you said a lot about the the chemistry and the way that they um, you know, interact with each other on the show what, what is it about the different avenues of specialty that each of the members have, Doug, Warren, and Anita, um, that draws you in and that flows together nicely for you? I feel like with each of them, and I think especially with uh, Anita and Warren, you could say for the music side, and where they come in with like the dancing perspective or the production perspective, but even Doug, the way he comes in with just knowledge, generally, of different backgrounds of things, or even like the business side of things, which I think he breaks down super well. 
like especially when like because that stuff goes way over my head so whenever i hear about these business things i'm like i'm not really sure what's happening here and then doug just breaks it down i'm like okay this makes complete sense from this perspective i think with each of them there's something where it's like i'm interested in this specialty but i could never put these things into words the way that they do um by week song after song it's just really impressive to me honestly um and obviously they could, it's not like they just do it out of nowhere like they put in the work and they prepare and all that kind of stuff and i really appreciate that from them of hearing them each like bounce off each other in that way um i think it's just super seamless have you taken those elements of looking deeper into music, into K-pop, um, into other areas of your life? Deeper. I think have. I didn't even notice it until you just said that. Um, I definitely feel like it's been a while since I dove into anything so deeply at the point that I got into K-pop because um, I got into anime way before. And I think even at that time, I was kind of in and out maybe. Um, but I think getting into K-pop at that time, like reignited just like being a fan in general for me, I feel like. Um, so diving so deeply into this genre, all of a sudden I was like, I can dive deeply into things again. Like I didn't realize I'd lost it maybe until that had come around. And all of a sudden, I'm diving way deeper into anime than I ever had before. Or diving into, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but like, you get what I mean. Yeah, and it also helps to have a community of people around you to support you in those things, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have that immediacy of sending out a message, getting a response. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. I think I'm old enough to say that like, back before Discord, we had forums and at reddit where you make a post and hopefully you get a response within a day or so or if it's like a topic that people want to talk about you know they'll be pretty active but only for a short period yeah. of time or discord like the the advent of like this type of technology um and like the immediacy of like chat features and like even us like doing this recording over discord um has meant a lot to really connect people and i don't know i think it it, it does show um, like a really strong, positive, um, how do I phrase this? There's, you bring a strong, positive, a net positive into just like the community itself. So I do appreciate that you're able to kind of express all those things that you were just able to say. So yeah, man, no, it's, um, it's good that you're able to dive into K-pop and it's helped with K-pop adjacent things like anime. Um, all right, let's, let's get into the, the main meat of the conversation today. <laughs> so twice came back with their first English, full English song, The Feels. And, um... The Feels. You know, there's... I was hesitant at first, um, just because we've seen, well, at least we've seen and heard some of Twice's songs translated into English to varying degrees of success and reception. Um, so a complete English song, I was just like, well... I hope it's nothing like the previous songs, or I hope it's something a little bit different. And it wasn't different, but there was something comforting and familiar with it where it's just like, oh, this works. As far as like me, mm -hmm. right? All right, so take me through it. You know, you 
have very strong opinions about like music in certain directions, all in a very like inclusive way. Um, and that's one thing I actually really appreciate about the way that you um, talk about like anything. Um, what are your thoughts about the song? How did you feel? Did it get you in your feels? <laughs> um, I think maybe not in the way they intended. Oh no, definitely in the way they intended. But the title, "The Feels," I feel like usually goes towards more of a sad place. Um, now this this song immediately put a smile on my face. Like as soon as I was watching this video, I'm like, okay, this is twice. Um, isn't something I might necessarily say about say alcohol free, which I still do really enjoy, but it's a whole another conversation about them exploring sounds and things like that. But immediately I'm like, this is this is it. Like I can tell watching through this video, this is what people haven't enjoyed this switch up since maybe twenty nineteen. This is what they're looking for when they hear the name twice. Um, and I should have mentioned this before, but the English point, the all English track, I know a lot of people were worried about the levels of English here and there. I definitely share those worries when it comes to like actually promoting a song, like going on different shows or whatever. I assume they'll just have like a translator. I don't think the level is quite there yet. But in terms of the actual singing and I assume like their pronunciation teacher and their vocal director I assume they're all doing a great job because really the first time through didn't use subtitles I think I got everything on point I thought it was great um yeah no I, those are just like initial thoughts I guess yeah, yeah. it's um it's a, it was a surprise definitely for me um you know it, it definitely falls into a lot of the the trends right now as far as k-pop music definitely disco um but i actually like the flip back into our you know high teen fun kind of bubbly cute wholesome <laughs> twice um so they mentioned this on the main show today and i think this is a really important talking point as far as understanding the history and longevity of k-pop artists and music in general um it's that you know since 2018 since that flip into the mature twice they've had ups and downs with the way songs are received whether that's within our community or just general pop uh, general public and general reception um with this song it goes right back into what we know about twice but i also think to the larger picture of k-pop it does a lot of familiar things within k-pop that are characteristic of k-pop and what i wanted to like get your perspective on is what are those characteristic elements of twice that appeal to you that is just so indicative of k-pop that perhaps this song reflects better than any of the other mature songs they've done in the past few years i think i guess this is my opinion on twice overall um of course i would have started with their early stuff and this sort of concept um I feel like, because if I'm being honest, like I'm, I, I, of course I'm biased with twice or whatever, but I'll, I'll be completely straight up with how I feel about certain things. I wouldn't say on average they're the most amazing vocal group of all time. I wouldn't say, of course they have the dancing motion, but like I wouldn't say on average they're the most amazing dancing group of all time. But 
thing about twice and i only realized it this past weekend thinking about this and thinking about the song is that a maybe more any other group and of course i would say that because they're my favorite group and other people will feel this about their favorite group they have an overwhelming amount of charm charisma that i think makes you forget about so many other things or on the other hand makes all those things so much better for you whichever way it works i think can uh both can work to their benefit i think this song is you know let's track it back i think with their transition the reason why i think it everything worked for me it might not have worked for people there depending on the song i think it was definitely literally up and down with like more and more i can't stop me alcohol free for me wherever you feel fall on that but i think when you transition between going from where they were in such a dominant position with their concept before i think it's always going to be a lose-lose somewhere it's like we'll say but you have to start doing something different because it's going to get stale. Then to do something different, people will say, oh, this doesn't feel like them. They should have stuck with that old thing. And I feel like, and I think actually, interestingly, Dreamcatcher might be in a similar situation now um, <clears throat> with their rock sound. But I think the reason why there's always been a through line with Twice and I think is part of the genius of Feel Special, actually, that I don't think the sounds may have changed. I think the the strongest point of Twice, their charm, just seeing that charm evolve as they grow. I think it would be unrealistic to see them stick with at with their previous concept forever. I thought seeing them grow not only as women, but then as artists as well. You see them like take on more. Uh, creative endeavors with like writing credits and things like that, or like production, even the Cheon. I think um, their transition has had that through line of these girls. You can see that shining through no matter what. I think with the feels specifically, now being back in that old twice feel, then having the the, like the crisp touches of like the modern twice and like their vocal prowess, how it's, how it has grown over time. And just like them being comfortable on camera. And if you watch the choreo, some of it is a little more mature than I think anything they would have done in the past. I think it's a seamless blend of like pre 2019 twice. And then that fancy on twice that people may not have been super high on. There's one thing that you said, that really stood out to me. It's this modern take on Twice. Um, Twice has always been either on brand with the current trends and genres, or they're a little bit ahead of it, but just doing it really well, really refined, and just really appealing to general audiences, right? They've mentioned this on the show today, um, that this might be the best the best the best um use of disco in k-pop where you're taking the the foundation of disco making sure that it's very prominent and present within the song composition um the visual components and the dancing right but then 
doing very characteristic K-pop things, whether it's like the vocals, the choreography, um, or like the the big flourishes. However, you want to interpret that, whether that's the flourishes within the song. Um, and the music video or flourishes within um, how each member is focused on and characterized. Um, with with all of the things that uh, K-pop has kind of changed into over the past few years, um, what is it about, you know, Twice that, you know, there, there was kind of that lull with their mature phase, but, you know, bringing it back to like this familiar, what is it about Twice that they've brought with them um, as far as improving on their sounds and kind of being, you know, three or four years older than they were from, what was it, Likey? I think it was the last, like, bubbly, bubblegum song. Um, is there, a, was there any, how should I phrase this? Is there is there anything about Twice that you feel like, or what is it specifically about Twice that remains from back in the day that's updated now for you? I think maybe everything um and i say that without thinking through maybe every single aspect but i think i can't really see it with the feels because it's just a single um but the actual artists part of them and being hands-on with the writing i think that part of them has had the had the biggest growth maybe since the pre-fancy era um and can also as i said before like vocally they've all improved tremendously i think even dance wise all of them are on a different level than they were at before um so those are like all maybe the main components of k-pop but i think maybe i lost track of the question oh sorry no, no, the you're question? fine um it was it was a very convoluted question i think i got in my feels a little bit and was kind of lost <laughs> um but let, let's go into the song with a little bit more detail and attention so you know we have the feels mm. it is a disco retro song a very modern take on it um what are some of your favorite elements of this song um and what are some of your favorite member moments throughout the music video and performances Ooh. okay okay the feels so I think this song, everyone, I think they said it perfectly on the show earlier, which like, was exactly what I was thinking. Like, everyone played their position perfectly. Um, I think something actually, this may harken back to your previous question, but I think the previous Twice songs had a habit of singing, not a habit, I'm sure this was a direction, like they sing super high pitched. Um, was part of the the design i think even in this song sure it's high but like you can feel the power that they've developed over time in the in the chorus especially and of course with geo because that's like her thing like she's super strong in that area but actually forget everything else i just said i have to i forgot i have to mention this hey young this era this is I'm not even like that big, oh, this person, this era, this person, this era, but I've seen almost a consensus on it, and I'm glad I'm not just being biased. She definitely fits this concept perfectly, I think. And you can just see it throughout the video. There's a certain swag on her. It's like every time she is on screen, she's nailing it. I think, um, I don't, I don't know where, um, 
where in this English single she was like, this one's for me, but she definitely came to play t- uh, for this one. I think Sana also, shout out Biff, uh, Sana uh, in the second verse, her flow at the beginning of that verse, and they mentioned it on the show as well, like her pronunciation with even like that quick flow, not being a rapper, um, she really stood out there. And another thing, uh, they just, the reason why I said I might not have a lot to say because they hit on a lot of it, is like Momo, it's always tricky. Like, where do you fit in Momo on a twice track? Because she has a very distinct voice. Um, might not fit a lot of parts as it as the song progresses. Putting her in the position of like the boy, 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 no part, then finishing off those lines with like Nayan or Jiho, uh, who are like the the two strongest vocalists actually like uh ending that line i think was a really smart choice honestly because it, it keeps her front and uh, momo front and center who's like the performance leader and it for the point where you need like that super strong vocal they're like oh we're gonna trade off here thought it was seamless i'm using that word a lot today it seems like but it's a pretty seamless week i guess yeah all right, she said a couple of things. I got to unpack them because I feel very similarly about a lot of it. Um, let's start with Cheyang. This lady. All right, so in my head, I, I, I'm always thinking she's a little bit more edgy. You know, she's got the tattoos and she's always kind of in the, like, like I'm with all my, my really tall, pretty friends, but I want to be the cool, educated in the back. Where now it's mm-hmm. like, you have this concept where it's like, to me, I would have thought like, oh yeah, she probably would have just been like, whatever, I'm with my tall like friends again but no she takes the center position at the very beginning and just like holds on to it the entire time of the song and music video and i think it goes into the acting that maturation of understanding your stage presence what she's really good at how she can characterize herself shout out to warren saying that chang is a a bad bitch you know she's here spot on spot on right right um you know, she's. I think it was a Mean Girls reference where he was trying to say like, "Oh, um, where'd you get that outfit?" Um, oh, okay. I think it was okay. it was the line where Regina George goes up to the girl um, with that skirt, and she goes, "Oh, cool, vintage," and that's the ugliest laughing skirt I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so she has that kind of energy, right? Where she carries that mm. throughout not just her performance, but within the song, within the lyrics, um, and then like the the playfulness of everything or it's you know she she knows she's she's a badass bitch but she's also just like but i'm gonna i'm gonna let you just like hang out and watch um and then kind of going into like what you said about sauna rapping and then even die on too i think the rap in this song might be my favorite way it's been incorporated in any mm. twice song because it goes in and out oh. of the verses so se- like like you said seamlessly and like fluidly where it's like I don't even because oftentimes in in twice songs like Likey was a good example where it's a very clear section where it's a rap section mm. and then it goes in and out and then you're done with this in the first verse in the second verse there are rap sections where if you're not paying attention you miss them but then you go back you're like oh wow like they just went in and out and just yeah it's 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 amazing and all in english so props to to the three girls there um and then lastly we have momo amazing dancer amazing performer but again like you said really tricky with how they incorporate her voice vocals and to place her within a song i think they found it i think they figured it out they solved they solved the puzzle of where to place momo um Mm. not just musically but also within how that performance 
is um, is progressed up to, right? Um, yeah, no, all, all great things. Um, I appreciate you guiding my direction in this because I just took notes as you were talking and we figured it out. And I think we cracked the we cracked the <laughs> we cracked the the what is it? The, we cracked the equation on on twice. I think mm. um, some of the notes about like the concepts and the music video, the prom situation. I love it. Give me all the t- the high teen. Give me all the color pop. Um, no, I I think I'm not gonna say completely done with like girl crush, but I think we've had a lot of girl crush in the past three years, and it's nice mm. to get something like this again. So I think we're we're in a we're in a good spot as far as twice. Um, yeah, no, I think I think I'm I'm I think all my opinions on this song are mostly positive. Um, yeah, I don't really if have, you have much, anything. Yeah, I don't really have, have much, anything negative. I'd like to hear it as well. I, I I would say the only thing negative is on initial listening, it sounded mm. very familiar to what we've listened to all year. So if okay, okay, if I wasn't going back into look, look look and listen to the finer details of the song, I would have just breezed by the song because it's like oh, another disco retro song fits in with all the other disco retro songs of the year. But then after giving it a second listen, a third listen, and then like really paying attention to the music video, how all the members were highlighted and showcased, it's something else. It's something different. Um, and again, mm-hmm. it's like those it's those um, like outside biases that kind of put pressure on like how you experience something. Had this song come out in a time where disco retro wasn't a thing, I think it like immediately pops off for me. Um, I okay, think that's like, my small like my small negative point. That's only because like you and I listen to freaking K-pop all the time, so it's like <laughs> it's like sometimes you gotta like, take a step and it's like okay, I need to like really digest this. Um, mm. And this is this is this is this is a really nice time to do that with someone who really appreciates Twice and to get your perspective on it to at least help me zoom out on, like the broader situation. Um, yeah, no, we, we Actually, went right into it. Um, more well, thing I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah, close. close yeah, um, keep going. Um, I don't know if it's like one more thing, but at least like in terms of individual members, I did want to mention this, but it was kind of on a different note, maybe from the rest of them. Jonghyun, with like her recent health issues and sitting out of what she feels comfortable sitting out, uh, or like I guess I should say participating in what she feels comfortable participating in. Um, I really appreciate appreciate that the company is being, and I think they maybe set the standard with this back with Mina. Uh, was it two years ago now? Um, I, I was glad that she was there and in the scenes that she wanted to be in when they're just like having fun, especially in like the the credit scene at the end. You see her like uh, kicking off her shoes and just like goofing around, or whatever. It was really just like sweet to see. So I definitely had to mention that. Yeah, now shout out to her, and you know, hopefully she gets through um, whatever shit it is that she's going through right now. Um, you know, she's had like repeated health concerns. But again, it's pressures that you and I like will probably never face. One because we're not female, and two because we're not like these world famous idols whose faces sure. are just like so well known. And I personally could never like imagine or put myself um, in that situation to feel that kind of pressure. Um, so yeah, big shout out to her. Big shout out to you for uh, recognizing and um, you know hopefully we we send her all that positive energy for her to get better. Definitely, um, you know kind of moving looking forward with twice a little bit so they mentioned this on the show i missed it i went back and watched the music video looking for it 
I don't know where they found it, but so they they, they mentioned this. So some information about Twice um, co- upcoming stuff. So we have the third full album in Korean in November, and the fourth tour. Um, you know, all this wrapped up in Warren's um, interesting question, and I I, I want to get your take on it. So Warren mentioned that. Well, he asked this question. Is this the end of the second phase of Twice, the mature phase, or is this the beginning of a third phase of Twice, something new that we have yet to experience? I thought that, yeah, when he said that, I thought that was fascinating, especially because obviously none of us, um, only do we not have the answer like with like we do with any other release, but I think especially because this is like a say one-off i assume they're gonna do more but like an english single that doesn't fall like their normal schedule i assume they're gonna put this on the album later but um it's really interesting to see because if this is the beginning of a new phase that means alcohol free was the end of the old phase if you think about it like that um no problem necessarily like not not that you have to have some big flourish to end a phase or whatever but that is like the chill track in their battle track discography if you had to pick one like that song is way more laid back than any other track if they really were planning to do like a big flourish this is how we're transitioning i think this would be that more because i like how we discussed before, it isn't uh there's a perfect combination of new twice and old twice in a way. Um but if this is the now the I, I, this question is kinda of tough, I realize, because whether it's the end of the old phase or the beginning of the new phase, um it's the only difference is that means they're doing more of the same if it is the beginning of the new phase. I don't think Okay, this is something I thought about with this track, is that not only twice reminding people that they have this in their back pocket to pull out, like, whenever, I guess, they can at this point. Because I don't think, I, I definitely didn't see this direction coming after the recent tracks. But they're not only reminding us, I think maybe they're reminding the company that they have this in their back pocket. Because I think recently the company is definitely, like, to explore these different sounds for them and see how they're going to evolve and mature and seeing that they now after all that stuff pulled this off this extent like it went this well I don't know like what the general rece- reception is I only like <laughs> look at the server really but um, I think it definitely could influence how things move forward if they're like this way better than we expected maybe there is a middle ground we can find here between this new mature uh, version of them and their old super popular sound that like catapulted them in the first place and i'm kind of just waffling here because i don't know exactly where they're gonna go obviously this is a hypothetical but i think a company could take a lot from this moving forward which would be interesting to see yeah, yeah, no. And I, I'd even go one step further to say that this song is a really great representation of all of the characteristic elements of K-pop. 
um, in doing an English song, right? A K-pop group doing an English song, as opposed to like the contrast of K-pop groups in recent years doing English songs for Western markets. Um, not to name any specific ones, but you know, we all know like certain songs that are you know done by groups, and it's like, oh, this is this is for America, right? Or this is like, oh, this is a K-pop song, but done in English, and it's like. This is gonna this if this turns out to be a very successful song, it could lead to the roadmap of twice not only like continuing on with um, this type of characterization that they're really known for, but also like doing more new songs to finally get them into the Western market that they've been trying to get through for the past yeah. year, year and a half or so. Because um, I think it's all been an effort to kind of play around with different sounds. And then do English versions of a lot of their mature songs. Well, it turns out, like, I guess their old sound still works. Mm. Uh, as far as, like, the fans. Because I do feel like from fan reception, people generally like this song. And if we're looking at, like, Korea, um, they do want to hang on to kind of the wholesome sounds and things that they're more used to, right? So um, that's just me speculating. That's just me kind of projecting uh, what I kind of know as far as, like, the history of, like, how songs are received over time. Um, mm. but, uh, I can only, my, my sentiment is that it's a very positive direction moving forward. And the fact that we're getting an album in a month, right? Excited. I, what? <laughs> and we're getting a world tour or a tour, some kind of tour. We're doing live music, uh, which is amazing. I hope all the girls are, are vaccinated and they're feeling good about themselves and, uh, feeling safe in Korea. Hopefully things are getting better. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, this this is a great conversation about Twice. I really do appreciate you coming on, Koro, and like going into detail and like really blending a lot of different elements of uh, performance, whether that's dancing, the visual aspects, the singing, um, and also your background in history with all of that, because I think it plays into a really big, um, a really big part in how you talk to people, you communicate with people, and the perspective that you give to the entire conversation that we have on Discord. Um, you know, moving on to closing thoughts, you know, I had a couple things in mind, but I'm going to flip on something else. Uh, I did not tell you this ahead of time, but I'm just going to ask mm. you, uh, anime recommendations, three of them, but I'm going to give you three <sighs> different categories. All right. The first one, an intro anime to someone brand new to anime. So it could be an old anime. It could be a relatively new anime. The second one is an all time great anime. Like we're talking like this is this is this is what you you know serve to people who um are are ranking anime and giving anime awards for like all time. And the third one is the current anime people should be watching. And you could categorize that however you like. So we have the intro anime, the all time, and the current. Current as in like airing right now? Uh, yeah, within or... the past year to six months, six months yeah. to a year okay. or so. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, damn, okay, this is interesting for sure because I never really pick my head like, oh, this is my go-to, but we're doing it on the fly. So let's see. Let's start with intro anime, like you said. Intro, I'm like quickly looking up my list to see what, what would be a good intro show. Um think intro show i think all time i'm not trying to pick something too long either which is a tough thing honestly 
Demon Slayer? I know it's an obvious answer, but because it is so big, but I think it is so big for a reason. I think how I didn't I wouldn't say it's my favorite show or anything like that, but in terms of getting someone into it, the way I'm not gonna spoil it, but the way the show starts off immediately will grab your attention. Which I think is if you're trying to get someone into something, I think that is a really strong way to start someone off. I wish I could have given a more maybe niche answer, but I think for entry level, it should be something relatively accessible. Um, I think that show does a great job of being accessible, and I think that definitely played into its overwhelming success. Um, what was the second one? All time. All time great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Your all time great. Yeah. Like in your opinion. Okay. All time great. Ooh. Crispy, man. You put me on the spot here. This is, this is tough. I know that I'm going to live or die by this. But I have a rogue shout. All right. Rogue all right. shout. Maybe it's not rogue. I know some people on the server have watched it, but maybe you wouldn't expect me to say it. Yeah. But Aeon. Joe Kaon. That, in my opinion, is an all-time great. It isn't a action, isn't like a battle shown in or anything like that, which I think definitely do fall more in like you can get someone into an anime with that. But Aeon, in terms of like the cute girl doing cute things genre or whatever, um, I think is king, queen, as you might put it. Um, I think something about that show and it's really hard to describe because so little may happen on a minute to minute basis so much happens over course of the seasons and then the movie with these characters and their time spent together that i think is just a really warm show overall it has great music by the way definitely recommend they have some great songs in that show as well um also, speaking of music, Demon Slayer also has amazing uh, music. So, if that's something you're into. It's also a reason maybe to check out these shows. Uh, what's the third one? Something. The, a current anime. Earlier. Yeah. Current anime. So, all right, something from this year. I think, I think it's popped off sufficiently now. Gotta give it as props. It recently, the first season recently wrapped up maybe a week ago, uh, a week or two ago, is Tokyo Revengers. Um, season one just finished. It is probably breakout show of the year, I would say. Um, just maybe quick pitch. I don't even want to spoil what happened, like even what happens in the early episodes. Maybe you just have to go in blind. But I would say that show is twist anime. That's what, that's how I'll phrase it. It is twist the anime. You will go into the show, and you will be hooked. That that's basically basically what I got. It doesn't look great. I'll admit it doesn't look great. I think maybe they didn't expect the overwhelming success that came from it. So maybe they'll step it up for season two, at least in the animation department. The show, I'll say this. This is maybe, this is the best praise I can give the show. I'm not someone 
reads ahead reads ahead in the manga for shows that I know are going to get a second season because I just prefer anime as a medium. I'll just wait for it usually. I have that kind of patience, luckily. Um, but the show week to week was painful. I caught myself reading ahead. And that, that's probably the best praise I could give this show. It's just that interesting and compelling. Damn. All right. All right. So to recap, for our intro anime, we have Demon Slayer. For our all-time great, we have K on, so that's K on everyone. And for a current anime from this year, we have Tokyo Revengers, which uh, apparently has Koro feel in all kinds of ways. So you know it's gonna be good. All right, Koro, that was an excellent list. That was an excellent show. Amazing thoughts on K-pop community, people, and Twice, of course, the lovely Twice, the lovely members of Twice. Um, no, it was it was great. I really appreciate you coming on and like really opening up about so many aspects of yourself and music and things that you're interested in. So uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me, Crispy. Honestly, I think you're doing amazing work with this podcast. I told you beforehand, but you're truly, I think, in your element. And as like an interviewer, like I watch like a bunch of podcasts all the time, whatever. Who have like hundreds of thousands, millions of subscribers or maybe more or whatever but honestly i think as an interviewer you are up there like one of the best i've seen you're uh, i'm not gonna make this some sappy thing or whatever but like the, your ability to create a through line uh, like the entire session even though i may have completely rambled on about whatever this or that uh is actually truly impressive and i learned a lot from you so you're doing great work man no man, that that means a lot, man. You got you got me like in my feels now, in the feels. I just <laughs> all right. I gotta compose myself. Appreciate you, Caro. Very kind words. Um, we'll do this again sometime. Um, because sure, anytime. You know, Warren needs to come on to talk about anime. Doug needs to talk on to, uh, come on to talk about anime. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing like a nerd culture show where it's either like anime or Marvel movies or something. So, that would be fun. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. But you are definitely now on that short list of people to talk about really cool nerdy things. So yeah, man, really good stuff. All right, uh, let's sign out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord. For Koro, this is Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. <laughs> <laughs>